0: The tech industry is at the forefront of innovation and problem solving. And while engineering and computer related roles are some of the fastest growing fields in the US, women hold only about 25% of those positions. And the numbers are even lower when you look at women of color in those roles. So when it comes to tech and how it permeates our lives, if your workforce doesn't represent your user base, you're missing out on a huge opportunity, not only to make connections, but to make money. B2C companies seem to have it figured out, And it's time for B2B companies to not only make the difference, but to be the difference. This led us at PI to ask, how can we as a tech company be part of the solution? That's when we found Chick Tech. I'm Margaret. And I'm Alexa. And you're listening to Not Your CEO's Insights. Every episode, you'll get fresh perspectives on topics in tech, project management, and everything in between.
1: Well, thanks for having me on. My name is Christine Cunliffe. I am the chapter director of the Orange County chapter of Chick Tech. And I've been in this role uh, as a volunteer for two years. And in addition to running Chick Tech Orange County, I also am a partner with a company called Bobo Strategy, where we provide consulting services for small businesses.
2: My name is Ellen Tran. I am also a volunteer at Chick Tech Orange County. During the day in my current job, I work at Proponent, which is an aerospace parts distribution company. And my role is the customer experience coordinator.
3: Christine, for folks who don't know, tell
1: us what Chick Tech is. So in Orange County, we are all 100% volunteer run. We are supported by our headquarters in Portland, Oregon. Our mission is to increase and promote the number of women in tech. And the way we do that, as well as our sister chapters, is to provide hands-on and educational opportunities and experiences for the community. Within each Chick Tech chapter, we have a lot of autonomy in terms of how we choose to fulfill that mission and vision. And so what's really cool about Chick Tech is that the chapter here, you're gonna get a different flavor than the chapter in Chicago versus the Bay Area. So we really pride ourselves in being able to adapt to each community's needs and interests across the world.
0: Can you tell us more about the Orange County chapter?
1: In two years that we've been around in Orange County, I would say our membership base is around 600 people from across all of Southern California.
3: Wow, that's a lot of people. So those are all volunteering to help make Chick Tech a reality? Correct, yep. That's a great number.
1: So as a 100% volunteer run organization, our impact and the work that we can do here in Orange County is reliant on the time and the financial resources that our volunteers are able to bring in. And to take a step back, our impact is clearly showing there is a need and interest in Orange County and there's a lot of work to be done. Mm -hmm. So in our first year of operations, we started in July of 2017 with essentially nothing. We have grown our chapter to serve over 700 people at our events, and that's combined including for high school and grown-up programs. So that's just in two years. In our first year of operations, we held just as many events here in Orange County than 16 of our older sister chapters did combined the year before we existed. And we'd like to continue to grow that.
3: So the focus is mostly on younger girls that are coming into the workforce?
1: Uh, Actually, we serve all ages. So our two main programs here in Orange County right now are Chick Tech High School, which is a free year long program for OC high school girls and girl identifying students. And then we also have Chick Tech Careers, which is open to all genders, and that is college age and up. Other Chick Tech chapters, depending on how long they've been around, will also serve K-8, through and so that will be something that here in Orange County we will be looking to be able to expand and offer in the future.
3: So Ellen, what are some of the examples of how you've got involved in Chick Tech and what levels have you participated?
2: Yeah, so uh, how I got exposed to Chick Tech was I actually signed up for an event on Meetup and I was really impressed by the quality of the content. I chatted with the folks at the event and I said, well, you know, they said they reached out, they said they needed help. And I was like, hey, let me try something different and reach out and see what I can do. So currently in my role, I've been uh, a volunteer since September of last year, so about like eight months ago. Uh, You know, I jump in where I can, so I'll help with, say, event logistics at the high school event. I'll help with registration, maybe sending uh, communication emails back and forth between students and parents to, you know, verify events. That's how I jump in and help with the team right now.
3: So why get involved with the high school? What is it that's drawing you there?
2: You know, after helping at multiple events, I find it really fun to help them and see how they get excited you know to me it's like looking back and seeing myself like wow i would love this stuff i love it now as an adult but for them to have exposure to that and their excitement and just them learning new things and like oh wow having all these moments of i didn't know that or this is really cool it makes me excited to see them have those opportunities
3: So from Ellen's point of view, working as a volunteer, all the way up through Christine, your point of view, what made you start this two years ago and go down this crazy path of Chick Tech?
1: Well, I actually learned about Chick Tech during a time in my life where I was looking to get more involved in community. And I was struggling with trying to find like-minded people and at that time my business partner who's also my husband and i were trying to network more and we were going to an average of an event a week um, somewhere in southern california and the events were great but i just felt like there was something missing so we were actually on vacation visiting chicago where we used to live and while i was there i was found a Chick Tech event and I was like, this looks cool. I'll you know, I've got some free time. Why don't I go check it out? And it was a breakfast session with these lightning talks from female leaders in tech and I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the networking opportunities. And I was like, this is what we need in Southern California. Mm -hmm. And luckily I was sitting next to Katie Sanfilippo who works for Chick Tech HQ. And I was like, we need this in Southern California. And she was like, well, we want to start one there. So that's (laughs) literally the story of how it started. Um, It was (laughs) me trying to find a community of like-minded people. And I feel very fortunate to be able to have brought that here.
0: We'll be right back after this quick break. Tired of tracking email threads? Too many Excel sheets to function? Sounds like you need PI Team, Project Insight's free project management software. Connect your teams and aggregate your data in one centralized place for free. Sign up today at projectinsight.net forward slash team. So I wanted to touch on the shortage of women in tech. Um, According to a study conducted by the National Center for Women and Information Technology in 2014, um, in the tech industry, women hold 25% of all computing and tech occupations. And those numbers are even lower when you look at women of color in the field. Latinas, for instance, make up uh, 3% and black women hold just 1% of those tech jobs. And women are leaving their roles in tech at an even higher rate. So I wanted to know from your perspectives, why you think there's such a big disparity? It's hard for me to say I'm a little biased because since I love tech,
2: I'm around like-minded people. So I do see a lot more women. As for why people are leaving at such high rates. It could be maybe they're not aware of the opportunities out there. Maybe they don't have exposures to it. To me, uh, joining some of these meetups, that's where I get exposure, you know? So people don't see that, they're not communicated or shared, maybe they don't know. So those are some ideas that I have about why that might be occurring.
1: And I think diving into a little bit of what Ellen said with respect to not being aware of the opportunities in tech, I personally have found that I think there's a lot of emphasis on the coding aspect of tech. And the reality is tech is not just coding. And I think if you don't have the right skill set, that may not resonate with you, but that does not mean you are not fit for a career in tech. Like for instance, I know enough coding to be dangerous, but that is not where most of my expertise lies. It lies more on the business side. And that's one great thing about our organization is that we promote tech in a way that goes beyond coding and offers different opportunities to expose the different facets of tech.
3: So the question I would have would be, what kind of roles do you two see happening for women in tech? And how are we helping prepare these girls when we set up our different Chick Tech meetups and classes that we do?
2: There's a lot more opportunities where you don't need to code. I think there's a need for folks that can communicate across multiple departments to make sure that the communication is clear as you're working with different partners, different vendors. For me, I'm a big advocate of Salesforce. So right now I'm working on getting my Salesforce admin uh, certification, but uh, there's also a path for developers if you want it, that's out there as well.
1: And I would say that there are a number of segues into tech. One story I remember it was I was helping a large government organization on the East Coast implement some enterprise resource planning software. So that software that essentially helps them run their business from a finance and HR perspective. And Mm -hmm. the opportunity I saw there where there were these employees who were more on the customer service and admin side, but because of that project, they became the subject matter experts on this software. And by the end of the project, ended up transitioning into a more technical role. And so it's looking for those opportunities that exist, that are out there in many businesses, both public and private, where there are opportunities to get more folks interested in tech in a way that isn't necessarily intimidating. And then with respect to what skill sets or what skills would be out there and what Chick Tech does in order to put an emphasis on those skills, I would say one of the biggest things that I did when I started the chapter was really sit down with people who are in a position to hire and promote our members and ask them flat out, what were those skills that you're not seeing in our community that would make you want to hire someone or would give someone a leg up when you're looking at different resumes and it wasn't the coding and it wasn't learning this certain programming language time and time again what it was were skills such as communication being able to work with different teams Understanding the big picture of what problems you were being asked to solve as part of your role. And so what you'll see with our programs is that we don't do a lot with pure coding, but we try to offer opportunities both in our workshops and also through our volunteer experiences where people can get that experience outside of a work environment.
3: And what are you hearing from the women who join the meetups or from the high school girls who go to the classes? What are their biggest challenges that they experience? And like, what are they asking for when they meet up?
1: I think a lot of it is, where do I start? And it's hard to do that when there aren't a lot of communities out there um, of like-minded people where you can ask that question. That is often who comes in the door for our event.
3: And what about the high school girls, Ellen? What are they bringing to the classes and asking mostly? And where's their area of concern? For
2: me, I, reading through the survey comments after the, the course completions or the events, I see that the students are just happy to have exposure i didn't know that you know whatever we were learning this is a new topic this is stuff that isn't communicated in school it's fun to do hands-on projects uh, to me it's more of that excitement that i'm seeing in their in their comments about those opportunities that maybe isn't part of their curriculum in in school right now to me i, I find that really insightful for them to have exposure outside like their environment is in school And then being excited and bringing that back into their community and to their classmates and talking about it, you know, to me that works on multiple skills for them. You know, their communication
0: and exposure to opportunities, things like that. I want to know in your own careers, Christine and Ellen, what resources have helped you thrive um, and grow into your role professionally?
1: I'll start. I read a lot and there was a time early in my career where I let that go by the wayside and looking back that was probably the hardest time that I've had in my career so far was when I didn't have that habit. So for me I read a book, a, a nonfiction book about once a month and definitely helps keep me sharp and open to new ideas. I know that one of the challenges that I often hear with women in tech is the lack of mentorship opportunities or the lack of having someone to advocate for you. And what I have found is I don't stick around and wait for someone to say, okay, Christine, I'm gonna mentor you. When there is something I am challenged with and I can't find someone to talk to, I pick up a book. And I think that habit has helped me continue to learn what I need to learn and get the guidance I need without having to stand around and wait for someone to offer that to me.
2: That's uh, similar to my experience, I think for me. I like to learn from others, you know, and that's one of the reasons why I made a goal for myself to not only read books and whatever I can get my hands on, but also learn from others by attending meetups. So in the last year, I set a goal that I was going to go to at least one meetup and uh, a topic that I liked and reach out to people that attend those to kind of work on things that I'm challenged with right now, right? Reach out, think outside the box, adapt, find ways to bring solutions back to the projects that I'm working on to share share with teams that I'm working with, things like that. I think being curious and being resourceful has really helped me in my role and to get to where I'm at today at the company that I'm working with. But it's just a skill, I think, that will help me no matter where I go. I think paying it forward has also been really rewarding.
0: And how can companies be a better advocate for women who are going into tech or who are already there?
1: I would say uh putting my business owner hat on, um, would be that there is a lot of opportunities with the tech community right now for businesses to really go where they ain't. And what I mean by that is that when a business is open to meeting people that may be different from them or come from a different walk of life than the person representing the business, it's an opportunity for a business to grow. Partnering with organizations that are out there to promote diversity is an opportunity to reach a group and recruit from a group that maybe your competitor hasn't, or test your product or get your product out there to a group who may not have heard of you before in a very cost-effective way. So there are a number of opportunities to grow a business and give a business a competitive advantage if they just are open to thinking outside the box and reaching out to people that may be different from them.
0: I
2: think what would help businesses today is to be intentional about diversity, you know, to really make sure that they have a diverse group so that they can have diverse thinking to swarm on, you know, problems uh, and how to work through those. I think also f- providing support and mentoring for individuals would be very helpful. And also, in my experience, I think. A lot of people are quiet, shy, maybe uh, the lack of confidence doesn't make them step up to roles that might be a fit for them. So even as leaders to reach out to individuals that might have potential and encourage them to get involved, learn a little bit and, and kind of put some feelers out there to get some people in the right areas. Maybe they don't know that that's a strength that they have. I think that would be very beneficial for companies. Just keep a lookout for, you know, how could you utilize your current team? You know, what are the skills they have? Focus on that and communicate and encourage them to, you know, hone in on those and bring those skills to the table.
3: And I think one of the things that comes to mind for me is the stats that we talked about at the beginning, where women are only holding 25 percent of computing occupations and women of color are even more dismal. When it comes to tech and how it permeates our lives nowadays, women and women of color definitely represent more of the user base than those stats. So maybe like Ellen and the role she plays is remembering that if your workforce that's building the tech, supporting the tech, being a part of the technology company doesn't represent the user base, you're missing out on a huge opportunity to make connections with people that are not like you, to make money from people who are not like you. So your workforce should really represent the user base that you're trying to appeal to. You know, a lot of B2C companies are figuring that out. And I think it's time for B2B companies to be thinking that way, too. Agreed. Our thanks to Christine Cunliffe and Ellen Tran of ChickTech OC. If you'd like to learn more about ChickTech, get involved or donate, visit their website at chicktech.org. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Not Your CEO's Insights. We'll catch you next time.